Okay, welcome to Fruiting Body Podcast with your host, Brendan. And today we have an absolute legend of a guest. It is Pin Taisha Rashikit. Got it. Killed it, crushed <laughs> yeah. it. Um, the entire premises of this podcast today... See, I'm trying not to touch the mic. I, I'm trying my best there. Uh, the entire premise of the podcast today is going to be on uh, living in Phuket, growing up in Phuket, but more specifically on what is going on on the island of Kopp. Uh, Pim has grown up on the island of PP pretty much all her life, mixed with uh, going to international school in Phuket. And we're going to learn a little bit of kind of what has changed over the past, let's say, 20 years, uh, especially pre-COVID and post-COVID. Um, how is PP recovering? Uh, a little bit about what went on at Maya Bay. It was closed down. It's come back to life. And an interesting story about a sunken cargo ship. Now, there's not too much details we can go into on everything on the island of PP, uh, obviously due to politics. So we will not be answering all those fun questions that you might have. Um, now, moving forward, we're going to throw it right over to Pim and we're going to ask her just to tell us her life story and starting from the beginning of going to international school in Phuket. Hi, Pim. Thanks Hi. for joining us. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I think when I drink coffee, like I have like a heart attack in my intros. <laughs> no, that's why I didn't finish my coffee. I just had to like leave it. But like, you know what? Yeah. And I <laughs> refuse to do two takes. So it's always one take. Nice. And I'm trying to get nice. it all out. Oh, nice. don't forget, like, subscribe, hit the bell. Um, also, share this podcast and save it. There's two buttons there. So we're going to wait. Did you do it? Great. So when you share and save it, but specifically save it, it helps us out in the algorithm uh we are not in this for any type of monetary gain i think i'm going to turn off monetization as well i really don't care um and we are not taking sponsors so don't contact us <laughs> um okay uh so yeah let's go from the beginning pim and you went to international did you go to british international yeah, yeah i actually went to bis okay um so my family's actually from Nakhon Sitamarat, and that's where I was born. Um, and then they moved over to PP, uh, what year must have been, like 1987, 88, around that time. Um, so when I was like a toddler, I grew up on PP, actually. Uh, we didn't actually move to Phuket until I had to go to school. Mm -hmm. um, I actually started off in Thai school uh, for the first couple of years, but like I was quite naughty. You know, uh -huh. so you get smacked a lot in high school. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, um, it wasn't that violent. But no, like my parents decided to move me into national school when I was about like 10, 9 or 10 years mm -hmm. old. And then I stayed in BIS the whole time until I graduated. What what were they, what were you doing or what were they doing on PP Island? Like, so again, they're coming in 1988. Yeah, yeah. So and your, what year were you born? I guess we can't ask women that. You were born in 1997. <laughs> yeah. I was born in 1991. Okay. So they were there a few years before I was born. Um, they bought like a piece of land there. Um, and it was, I mean, like this is before I was born. So I think it was a, a coconut plantation uh, when they first bought it. And then they built like just a couple of bungalows, um, very small business. Yeah. Was this is st still the same land as PP Princess? Yes, yes it's still the same. Wow. Land. So like, yeah. again, uh, you, they, they not only were rolling the dice, but I mean, that's, you know. Yeah. Imagine going to PP in the 80s. Like, like how would you know? Right? Yeah. So d what was their intention initially? Was it kind of just simple life, easy life? And then, I mean, 
that's how it is sometimes when you're purchased. You get a bit lucky. Yeah. And they were looking for like uh, a, a different life, obviously coming from Nakansi Tamarat. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. And Suratani, like both from, from gotcha. both those places. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I think they were just trying to set up a life that's like a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, from what I remember them telling me, like it was just kind of like pure luck. Like their friends went over, these guys were selling the land and they were like, yeah, like let's get together. It was actually a group of them. Um, so my parents and uh, her brothers and sisters and like some friends, uh, yeah, just like started to build a few bungalows on the beach, you know, just to have like that kind of life. And then it kind of obviously spiraled over the years. Um, they managed to like make some more money off it, bought that piece of land next to it. And then, yeah, it became what it is today. So. Just- um let's just jump into that can you talk a little bit about the evolution of pp princess like what did it start at at the beginning and to what it is today i mean wow (laughs) that's a big question um my when my parents first bought that like you know piece of land it was actually pp charlie uh before and the piece of land next to pp charlie was already kind of like a small um, bungalow hotel and then they bought that and then turned that into pp princess so um when they first started off, it was two small resorts next to each other. It was okay. PP Charlie and then PP Princess. Um, and then it was two different types of, of hotels back then. PP Charlie was um, smaller bungalows. I mean, they were so cute. They had like uh, coconut trees, like going through um, some of the bungalows because it used to be a coconut plantation. Uh, yeah, and they kind of like tried to avoid cutting the coconut trees down, um, built bungalows around it. It was very nice. And then PP Princess was aim to be something a little bit more elevated. Um, they built like bigger bungalows on the beach, uh, bigger reception. They had like a dive shop and more restaurants in it. So now, it to visualize that, like bung- bungalows, are you, are you talking like bamboo hut bungalows? Were they more concrete based? Like they I, were, they were wooden bungalows. And does yes. any of that exist from that pastime, or has it always been taken down and renovated? Um, it was actually the tsunami that took it down. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. We'll, well, I, I guess that is that a t- touchy subject for, for most people. Now, I'm a, were you there at that time? Are you able to talk yeah, about that? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, we were. Um, so, like, I grew up, uh, you know, obviously on PP, uh, going to school in Phuket. Every school holiday, my parents would take me back. Like, our actual house was on PP Island. Um, and when I was younger, when I first started off high school, like I said, um, we didn't e- even have a house in Phuket. It was, like, a room above the main office. Uh, and then on the weekends, I would go back home, which where PP was and um, our like wooden house there. And so we like lived there most of the time. Like, and then uh, the tsunami happened in 2006. Uh, oh, th- is it 2000, 2004? Oh, 2004, yeah, don't, sorry. Don't, don't worry. 2000, because it's, uh, well, it's like this. It was, wasn't it like uh, Christmas? Yeah, it was Christmas. So, yeah, because yeah. of that, like I said, um, you know, we every school holiday I was there. Um, so every Christmas since I could remember, like the beginning of time, I was on PP. And this one year, this is the year of the tsunami, um, my parents had like a, like a university reunion in Bangkok. Um, it, she was actually like uh, part of an activist movement in Bangkok back in the day. And they asked her to be the MC of that event. So she uh, took our whole family over for christmas we missed out the first christmas that we missed out on pp was was that event and that's why we all survived wow um and and yeah i mean I, I don't know what type of que- like what's sensitive in that sense but like i mean we've we've seen the movies we've seen a few clips like Oof. really how devastating was the tsunami like 
did it take out not like did it take out all the hotels, all the residents? Like now, I, there we there are the places up in the mountains and the hills. Like what actually survived there? Was it completely wiped out? I mean, you have to imagine back in the day, everything was built wooden. Like we were like our bungalows were wooden. Um, most of the houses in in town were like fishermen houses, you know, and so they were all wooden. Um, it was kind of like that that feel as well that. Uh, back in the day, it was kind of like easier to build wooden houses, um, wooden wooden buildings. So the only mm -hmm. things that survived the tsunami were um, a few a few buildings that were made out of concrete. Everything else was was wow. pretty wiped. Yeah, completely wiped. And you said you also had had a, a home on PP. Yeah, like this wiped out. Yeah, I mean, wow. uh, I mean, I don't know if people know where PP Princess is, <laughs> or, no. but like it's right on the beachfront on Lodalam Bay. Um, I mean, pretty much like bang in the middle. So we were actually one of the places that got the most devastated devastation, sorry, yeah. out of out of the whole thing. Um, and at the time, there was only two or three other resorts on that on the same side as us. I mean, they got it pretty bad as well. One of them was, even though they were made out of concrete, it was, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was hardcore. <laughs> After um, and we'll have so we'll move into also like uh. Pre-COVID, post-COVID, and how PP mm. is uh, changed as well. After the tsunami, what changes did you see on the island in terms of like um, investment infrastructure mm. coming in? I mean, that's kind of when it happened, really, um, because obviously everything else that was there was gone. Um, there were room for like so much development, and everything else new that came back were, um, you know, investors, whether it's from Bangkok or Phuket or Krabi or anywhere else in Thailand, like bought some land um, th that was left or that was sold at the time um, to build like more concrete uh, structures, more like, I think that was, it was also like uh, the, the law at the time to rebuild after the after the tsunami, sorry, um, that it had to be, if you were beachfront, it had to be two stories. So that's kind of when all of these big developments came into the island. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was after the tsunami. And I mean, I think there was um, some sort of like city planning at the time, well, city, island. <laughs> island <laughs> planning, planning, yeah. Island planning at the time. Um, and I feel like some, some of it happened, some of it didn't happen, um, you know, due to finances and different ownerships and things like that. So the big developments that came into PP was after the tsunami and do you have these conversations with your parents and after th this has been wiped out did they go okay we're just going to start from fresh we're going to bring this back to life um, i mean what what happened exactly it was um i mean i was super young at the time i was like 13 14 but i remember pretty much uh that it was like kind of like a, a flight or fight situation um i mean so admirable of them it was we were we we're at a point where like we could have easily sold that land and like moved on to somewhere else. Um, but for us, like all of us, it was home, you know? Um, we were so emotionally attached to it. And my parents actually, uh, in order to build themselves up, bought a few other properties in Hohin and um, also had another property in Komuk to kind of like kept us going. And yeah, we were just like, let's, let's do it, let's go back. Um, yeah, it, it took a while for us to be able to build back, even just like asking for planning permission and like building permissions, things like that took over over 10 years actually mm -hmm. until it became sort of what it is today. Yeah, yeah. When, when was the initial like breaking ground of what PP is, or sorry, what PP Princess is today? Um, uh, that's kind of how we met. I mean, PP Princess is one of those places, if you're in Phuket, 
You take off on a Friday. You get to PP Princess at 3 p.m. You black out by 7 p.m. <laughs> in the in the pool, and uh, and no, that's, then that's just what you do. Oh, though. that's what I do. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I, that's the story. Um. So actually, we'll we'll, uh, we'll sidetrack for a second. Bring some, I guess, some light to this subject. Um. That's how I got that scar here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Diving in your. That's how we met. That's how we met. Diving in your PP Princess pool. Uh, Callum and Sally were there. Okay, for everybody watching, there was a sign that said you can't dive there. There was a sign. <laughs> See, now the thing is... <laughs> for health and safety purposes. <laughs> health and safety purposes. The thing is there, that there's that part that it gets very deep. Yeah. And I must have just cracked my head off like that exact spot. Yeah. I wasn't injured. I didn't really have a, like a goose egg. It's just the bottom um, because it's that like grout that... Yeah, that, yeah. The way, so it's quite sharp and like I had a nasty stitch on my head and then they hosed me at the uh, at the medical clinic down yeah. the road, it was you know what they charged. It was like almost twenty thousand baht. Yeah, you'll and I had that. no decision. They're just like, <laughs> you got insurance? I'm like, no. They're like, all right, just give me like I think I was fifteen. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do. I kept going out. I stayed out that night. You and, did, you did. I was <laughs> very proud of you. Yeah, I was. Uh, I felt uh, bad as well. I was like, let me take you out. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bit of a. Anyways, I survived. Um, so that that is PP Princess. It's great to kind of like kickstart that friday night and i'm sure most people that that have been to uh have you been to pp i have have, have you cracked your I head off not, the pool i did not crack my head open but no. uh my it was friend a more cracked sensible. his whole leg really and his elbow just a d- also <laughs> diving into a pool in <laughs> at pp princess no, 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 no. Oh, okay. At a Ibiza pool party. That, yeah. that one too. See, I don't go on that, that one. That one's worse. I that think. one is just full of piss. So. <laughs> For sure. Well, I mean, at least at PP Princess, the bathroom's like right there. So <laughs> I don't pee in that pool. I don't I don't condone peeing in pools either. Um, yeah, don't pee in pools, guys. Yeah, don't do it because uh, <laughs> the, it will turn red or something. Um, okay, so uh, going back to the story, so your parents, it took 10 yeah. years to be able to actually get the permits to build you know the the larger yes. uh, infrastructure of what's going on at pp yes. when did that really start of that of what it is today i mean it's a it's a it's kind of like perfect timing in a way uh for me as well and for my parents because um so after bis i actually went to university in in england and uh, during that time like the plan i, I studied art so I studied fine art and then I studied um, graphic design. So the plan wasn't to come back and run the hotel at all. Mm. Um, you know, like I, I was working throughout the, my whole experience in, in London. Um, and then the, the, the day I graduated was the day that my dad called me and he was like, we got it. Um, we can build uh, now. What year and, was that? Um, oh, I was 23. That was... 2008? Yeah. About? Yeah. yeah. About. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I was already working at a graphic design studio at the time, um, but it was again going back to that sense of like, wow, like it's home, you know? Um, how can I not go back? And initially, I was just gonna come back and like help them set up and like whatever they needed um, in the first few years to kind of like get the ball rolling again. And then I got back, and you know, like coming back from London, like living in a city, it's great. Um, the quality of life, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like a city person. Yeah. That's kind of what I found out. And um, and then I came back to PP and this challenge was there. This opportunity was there. Um, and, you know, like when you're when you just graduated, there was no way you were going to get a job. I mean, maybe this is what um, some of the kids like that come back to their like family businesses decide. I'm not sure. But I mean, like there's obviously that kind of, you know, I felt honorable there. Like I wanted to come back and help my family. Um 
no, no, not to toot my own horn, mm. <laughs> but um, but I was really attached to the place. And then I came back and um, I was interested in the challenge. You know, like it was completely different. I was able to use my creativity. Um, I felt like it was my my duty, and that's kind of when we all decided. It was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back and let's let's launch this project. And so that's when we I was involved in all the the reconstruction of the hotel um, and the design and everything. So I felt like my creative juices mm. were like you know being flown. Like I was getting. Um, like creative freedom. Which How is many rooms was, was the original concept when you were starting to build? And like, where are you guys at today? At the moment, we're 197, mm -hmm. um, including some of the villas. Um, initially, it was around maybe 120. Um, but now, like, yeah, we're up to 197. Yeah, because, well, I've been here since 2016, and then I kind of saw the development side. Yeah. It's if you're facing the beach to the, the left. Yeah. Um, what then? Those are more like the villas, I guess. Yeah. W when did this design concept come to fruition? Well, this is when the whole like planning permission came in. Like the we handed in the design, um, like maybe four or five years after the tsunami. So that was the original design. Um, and obviously, like you know, in six or seven years, times change. Like the island changes, but we couldn't change the design that much. Yeah. Um, so we stuck to it, and we only we only uh, like changed um, the beachfront side. So like instead of having all these rooms, we wanted to put pool villas in there to kind of like elevate the market a little bit. Um, and then like the phase two part, we could kind of like fiddle with it more, like add more bungalows, um, make it a bit more like beach vibes. But initially, like we had to build these two story buildings, you know. Um, mm. for for the f to be to be able to to do it in the first are, place. Are you seeing now from that initial like af after the tsunami and and PP's kind of coming back to life? Um, what major changes did you really see on the island? Um, it was just the influx of of tourism, like uh, the main changes was the, was the type of tourism that came to PP. Like when I was growing up, I mean, this is you know you have to take in mind that there was like no internet. You know, like people were still traveling, going into like internet cafes back in the day. Um, and so like people were staying on the island for longer, you know, like they came with their families and they were staying for like two, three months, um, you know, like laying out on the beach, reading books. It was all very calm, very, very chilled. It was like. Do, do you think it was the, the movie The Beach that really kickstarted it? Or Yeah, I, for I sure. Mean, for sure, but like the the movie The Beach like came out ages ago, you know. Wait, I, that when did that? Uh, it must be two thousand one. Yeah. So how long? It probably took until Leo became more popular, and then people <laughs> went back to watch it. Yeah, yeah. And that really for sure. was there. Is there like I I mean a general uh, you know consensus of the people you know of, let's say people similar to yourself that have business on PP where there that that like aha moment that milestone moment when like business really ramped up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, it's, it's so many different factors. Um, obviously, the movie, um, after the tsunami, there was just more rooms there. Like, there was more places to stay. Everybody was, um, there was more options of things to do on the island. Um, you know, w when the internet happened, it was just, like, social media. All of those things kind of skyrocketed. Like, as soon as you see a picture of PP, pee -pee, you want to go to PP, yeah. you know? And that's kind of, yeah, how it happened, I think. All the combination of all those things. Yeah, definitely with like the internet and then I'm assuming and social media coming yeah. out. It's like when you see Halong Bay and, yeah. you know, the, these uh, great wonder, wonder, pla wonder, wondrous places. Yeah. Like, you know, it's uh, a bucket list place. Yeah, I mean, I, I still remember living in, in England and um, going to like these, uh, you know, the really busy streets and there's like um, all the tour 
destination like counters and it's always pee pee you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like i look in the back i was like i know that place now <laughs> when, you, there. when you were going to school with your friends and you're out at lunch and everyone's chatting as a, I've, I've been an international student again in australia no, yeah i'm not going to show pictures of canada <laughs> what the fuck is that um yeah. but I mean, unless you're from BC, that's a different story. But now when you're with your friends at school, yeah, I'm assuming you're having those conversations at lunch. Yeah, I'm from Thailand. And then you show pictures of your home. Like that conversation when you're talking to to friends, I mean, immediately they're like, okay, when am I visiting? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. As soon as you see a picture of PP, you want to go there. It sells itself, you know. Um, I mean, it's an interesting story as well with marketing because... Um, I mean, like we can dip into like COVID a little bit here because in the past, um, when my parents set up the company, when I started working there and building it up, like we never really had to do marketing. It was kind of like a thing that was like, you know, like a black hole, like, oh, we don't really have to do anything in order to get customers into hotels because we were in such a good location. Um, Very lucky, like, you know, on our part and like, I guess, very smart of my parents for like getting that sort of like location back in the day. And so like that was something that we never really had to do. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you just show up and and you kind of find the hotels yeah, themselves I mean, like, in that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it was kind of like an ongoing joke um, of like businesses on the island as well that like uh, we didn't really have to do much. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, even uh, myself, like when first arriving to PP, and you really don't know where to stay, and you and you just you kind of just walk around the island. Yeah, people need if you haven't been to PP, it's honestly like it's. Thou, thou, not a, maybe not a thousand hotels hundreds of hotels let's say and but the whole island feels like a giant resort like everything yes. is connected yes. as, as one um so we were saying this at the start of the podcast and we were discussing this a little bit before uh in terms of like pp politics anything like that what can you talk about <laughs> that, that was just a screwball question came out of left field um yeah, we, we got to be sensitive on this subject. Everyone knows Thailand and how things are. I don't think that's, that's you know, news for anyone. And we'll cut out anything we can't say. Um, I mean, I think what's interesting about um, the development of PP is uh, a lot of the people that own businesses on the island aren't from Krabi or aren't from PP. You know, like, uh, I mean, even ourselves, like we're not. Well, who would be from PP? Exactly. I mean, that's the and, thing. And, and this is what I mean. Like, so the actual locals um, that used to live there or like that was there when, when you know, like, um, for example, when my parents got there in the past, um, they're not the people with businesses, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so when you get like a like a small place like PP and a lot of outsiders come in and they own different types of businesses, um, they've like bought these lands of the locals. Um, there's always going to be some friction. There's always going to be um, some collaboration. And that's kind of like how how PP is. It's just a group of people coming in from all over Thailand mm. and um, and, you know, trying to make a living, trying to make their businesses um work there how is it as like a family and a community on the, on the business side like yeah. you're like if when you're back there do you know every inch and square mile of that island and yeah. is everyone get along quite friendly um i mean for me yeah for sure like uh i think it was e- it's easier for me uh, in terms of you know like connecting with people than it probably was for my parents because i grew i grew up there like um a lot of the the people on the island saw me growing up um and now like on pp it's the next generation now so um other hotels for example is their sons and their daughters um doing their businesses now too so i mean we get on because we used to play together as kids you know mm-hmm. and so there's like this uh, um a more of like a community vibe there um 
than it might have been before. I mean, like I would assume. And because everything's yeah. quite stable and stabilized in terms of the business. Yeah. Whereas before yeah. it was kind of like a little bit more. Yeah. Everyone's trying to grab their piece of the pie yes. and how do we develop? And that's normal anywhere yeah, in the exactly, world when exactly. something's developing. Exactly. It's just that PP is so small, mm-hmm. you know, like we're all we're like door to door to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's what, what was it like as, as a kid growing up on PP? I mean, what were you doing day to day for fun? I mean, when I was I, I tell people this story just because it like really gives you a big picture about how it how it used to be right like when i was a kid um and you couldn't find like your your friends or your cousins or something you remember the the shoe print of their shoes and you can trace the shoe print on the sand and find where they are and that's like how underdeveloped it used to be um so when i lost my cousin i remember his shoe print and i just like slowly trace the steps and you'll find them eventually <laughs> and this happened like numerous times. Yeah, yeah, and like that's how you find people. Um, and you know, like there was, we, it was we were a small bungalow back in the day. We used to have like these trees growing in front of the, front of the you know the resort. Um, and like that's when I learned how to climb trees. I actually learned how to walk on PP on the beach. My dad taught me how to walk there. I learned how to swim there. Um, I mean, yeah, it was it was it was a really good childhood. We're, we're very lucky. It's. I, like most, uh, let's say a, lo- a lot of ties, is maybe not from the islands, but they're, they're not uh, swimming as often. Were you guys immediately like in the ocean, swimming, snorkeling, free diving, scuba diving? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I learned how to swim very, very young. Um, I was also like the youngest of my cousins. So like the, you know, like the, the push to like be able to do everything faster was kind of there. I mean, but also like my parents were the type of people that, like, I mean, I'm talking about all these fun things that we used to do. Like when, when I was younger and I was, uh, you know, already at school and when I was saying that we go back on school holidays, my pa- parents always made us work. Like um, this is what I was saying. Like I, I didn't actually study hospitality, right? I went to study art. But because of this like childhood there, like in the hotel, um, in summer holidays, I was waitressing. I was maid. <laughs> I was like working at reception. And like so I built this kind of like really strong foundation with the people there, like with the people in the in the resort, which links back to like why I came back and links back to why these people came back after the tsunami, too. Um, in order to like keep doing this because we were like living there we used to live there like a family you know I was raised by my um, my head accountant who's still with us today mm-hmm. yeah like she saw me as when I was a child like um, uh, the head chef at the hotel like he raised me as well he fed me when I was a kid you know mm-hmm. yeah and so there's still a lot of these OGs let's say they're yeah, still hanging definitely out definitely OGs yeah. <laughs> for, for them to be able to come back after the tsunami was was like a really big deal for us as a family. I mean, if anybody asked, like um, our hotels are like, it's a family run business, you know, like his kids work for us now mm-hmm. too. And, and that, that's, I'm, and I think um, living in the, the, these areas as well, that's usually the story and that's the case. Yeah. A lot of, uh, when, when you're starting off that's so young and so fresh and, and it's developing, usually those families just stick with you because they don't know anything else as well. Mm. Um, I wanted to talk about kind of the the things to do on PP and around the island, but more specifically um, about the Viking caves. Now, these would be the OGs of PP. You're yeah. talking this goes back three, four hundred years, but yeah. you're obviously going to have a way better understanding of like who are these people, where did they come from, what are they about. Um, well, when when we were there, when I was growing up there, you used to be able to go into Viking Cave. Um, to see all the the paintings and, um, you know, like all the bird's nests that was there. And, I mean, there was like a lot of controversy initially about like what types, 
like who actually came and painted all of these um, boats. But like we found out, it actually, it's um, about like 400, 500 years old and they're um, uh, Chinese trading ships. Yeah, so I mean, it definitely used to be like a channel where, um, you know, traders used to come like through and pass it. And uh, if you ask like the... OGs, <laughs> yeah. the the uh, the local the PP locals or like the sea gypsies that used to live there, um, they actually used to store stuff in Viking Cave, like all of this cargo that was going through, um, and yeah, like that's kind of where where it where it came from, I think, um, and it's it's all it's protect it's protected now. You can't go into Viking Cave anymore. Um, a lot of it's to do with the whole like bird's nest uh, industry industry, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is. And that that's still going on there, the bird's nest industry, because it's um, yeah, yeah. There's signs up, yeah, yeah and there's people guarding it. Uh, there's a system. This stuff is um, it, it's very well sought out by the Chinese. I mean, this stuff is super expensive. Are we allowed to talk about that? You're giving me a look like shut the hell, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, uh, we we can. I mean, I don't, um, I don't see why not. I know. I mean, <laughs> I, I understand because uh, living in Asia long enough. I mean, this bird nest soup. Um, it's worth a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking like. And it depending on the quality, like yes. I've seen pieces like that in Singapore that can cost thousands of exactly. dollars. Exactly. And the reason the Chinese uh, are, are so adamant about it, or you know, seeking that out, it's uh, very, it's one of the highest concentrations in collagen. Yes. Which so actually, you're, it's you're not eating it for you know uh, nutrition. It's to keep your skin tight. Yeah, and I mean like. This I think this is what people have to know about like these birds. It's actually they they make it out of their saliva, mm -hmm. you know. So like these birds are going in there and like technically retching it out in order to like you know have a nest for their for their babies. And so when you're taking these, um, oh, you have to be really careful about you know like controlling the population of these birds. Otherwise, they're going to disappear. And which is what was happening. I see. Okay, because yeah. people they're they're you know extracting yeah. too many of the birds' nests, and the birds just aren't able to raise the babies and blah blah blah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of when I say I think that's part of the reason because I'm I'm not sure, but I think that's part of the reason why it has to be um, guarded mm -hmm. off now, and uh, only certain <laughs> certain people, people are allowed in there. Who those people are, we don't know. And we probably should not discuss, but we'll leave that at that at that point there. But you should check it out at least the on those tours they bring you by Vi yeah. Viking Cave, and yeah. you can check that out. And um, like now, actually, the the diving in front of Viking Cave. Now that we're talking about it, is actually a site for um, a lot of coral restoration programs uh, that they're doing, which is actually very very cool. Um, a lot of different groups come to PP now to kind of like try to restore um, what's going on underwater. And uh, you're involved in that as well, weren't you? Yeah, part of the part of it, yes. Yeah. yeah. So specifically, what were you doing, and what was your involvement on that those projects? I mean, um, a lot of the people that are doing these projects are actually dive shops on PP. Um, I mean, shout out to like all the different dive shops on Barracuda. <laughs> Barra Barra so uh, well, I'll sidetrack that. Barracuda is like the one that every time I arrive on PP. Because there's a little bit of a trick if you say, like, if you don't want to pay the 20 baht, it's not that I don't want to pay the 20 baht, it's I don't want to wait in the line. <laughs> so, like, I get off the boat and I'm like, all you have to do is go to this. I, I'll get in trouble for this one. Um, you go to the, you get off the boat and instead of going to the line to pay the 20 baht, just go up to the security and say, like, oh, pum, pum, you, uh, pee pee, uh, working, barracuda, barracuda, dive, dive, dive. And they go, okay, go, go. That's how you get in trouble. That's that's how you get am, in trouble. Am I going to get in trouble for that? <laughs> no, this won't get out to the masses. It works. Um, but
but uh, you can give them the 20 baht as well. Just give it to the security. Yeah, it's 20 baht, guys. Come yeah, on. it's I'm like, fuck, <laughs> fuck that. I end up like giving them some a hundred or something. I'm just yeah. like, but sometimes when you get off the, the ferry and it's super packed, like you could be in that line for 20 minutes. I'm like, ah. Just yeah, wanna, I just want to get to PP pee -pee Princess and head dive first in that pool, and <laughs> get a couple stitches and drink a few buckets and black out by seven. Um, uh. So uh, back to the restorations. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what was your involvement in that? What were you I doing? Mean, um, I mean, I, 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 I'm not actually like f that fully. I'm not a very good scuba diver. I'm just going to throw that out there first. Well, you are a free um, diver. I am a free diver. Yes, I free dive. Um, but a lot of the project, there's so many different groups going in there. Mm. Um, like there's a different group that does it in Maya Bay. Um, there's a group that does it outside of Viking. I think there's two or three groups. Um, there's also several groups that come from Krabby, mm. um, you know, national park themselves as well. Like a lot of people are in involved in, in restoring the corals in PP. So, um, actually now like the, the dive sites on PP are, are doing pretty well in comparison to what it was before 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, check it can, out. Yeah, free, free diving. <laughs> Shout out to Tony. He's been on this podcast. <laughs> All right. We'll leave it at that. Um, moving forward. Uh, my, let's talk about Maya Bay. Yeah. Um, actually pre pre COVID they shut down Maya Bay. Uh, what happened exactly? Why did they do it? Um, they as in the, main, the government. Yes. The main reason, obviously, was to try and control the amount of people going on to, to Maya Bay. Because it was, it was mental at one point. Like, you could, uh, you know, drive, drive, drive the boat. You still call it drive, drive? right? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, drive. So. Some, even <laughs> drive for me, like, living in Asia, like, I, my vocabulary gets lost. And now you're confusing <laughs> me. Is it drive, Hans? I don't know. It could be. If it's a motorboat, it's a drive. motorboat. Drive. Yeah, it's yeah. we're going with drive. Uh, let us know in the comments if it's not drive. <laughs> Yeah, drive past, um, you know, the main entrance of Maya, but you won't be able to see the beach at all um, because of the amount of speedboats that were able to park on, on that sand front. Um, or if there was any sort of space, you couldn't stand on it because it was just packed, you know, like yeah. with, with different types of tour groups. It was not controlled at all. Um, and it was obviously having some really like bad side effects uh, to, to like the natural surrounding, um, to the corals, especially and and yeah so they they wanted to introduce a program uh project sorry that uh was trying to control that a little bit um and yeah improve the the quality of of maya bay um for the experience as well as you know for for the natural environment yeah, we're not going to say any group but it rhymes with chinese um <laughs> so there were a lot of Chinese coming in. and um, Yeah, big tour um, groups was a problem for sure. I mean, like mass tourism is a problem in beautiful places everywhere. You of know? course. And I mean, great, great politically correct <laughs> answer. Uh, but that, that is the thing. I, a lot of the speedboats from Phuket, those people are coming specifically to Maya Bay. And and they don't end up going to Phi uh, Phi Dong. Phi Dong, yeah. I mean, Phi Island's so actually Maya Bay is actually Phi Lei. Pile, that's right. And what is Dong and Lei? It must be east or west, right? Um, I mean, this is Sea Gypsy language now. They this named is sea yeah, Gypsy yeah. Oh, so okay. a lot of the islands around there is like the Sea Gypsies when they first got there. They named it. Um, oh, I wish I knew. What I wish that I, like, meant? Yeah, I wish I, I memorized it. It must be north <laughs> or south or maybe who knows. Um, but yeah, so it's actually seven islands, PP altogether. But PP Don is the main, the main one where like you know we're living in, like where the hotel is, um, where people can kind of like step up and you know, restaurants and things. And Pipile is the national park. Mm -hmm. So Maya Bay is on Pipile. And yeah, and... What uh, are the other the other five? Um, so Biranai, Biranok, um, 
There's Mosquito Island Bamboo. Yeah. And these, you can do day trips. Are they quite far? Bamboo Island, you can. Um, Mosquito, you used to be able to. I'm not quite sure why you can't, actually, now. Um, Bamboo Island's actually... Canton is, like, not allowed to go there. Yes. Like, uh, it's protected. It's protected. I didn't even know there was any other islands. They must... Yeah. I guess, can you even see them in the distance? You can. You can. okay. Yeah. If if you're staying on... Like the the Lamtong side, which is like the northern to get side. there, the one where you hike across. And yes, you go yes. to the viewpoint. And yeah, then you hike can down. see then you can see Mosquito Island from there, oh, which okay. is the furthest one actually. Okay. And Bida and Ibida Naka are very very beautiful dive sites. And they're far. You'd have to take a speedboat. I'm, assu- I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the diving schools uh, actually from Phuket as well, um, and from PP go to Bida and Bida Naka as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like people don't actually know. That it's like all fully part of part of PP, you know, because like Maya Bay is the, you know, the the, 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 the center. Yeah, the gem, the, <laughs> the gemstone. Gem. Yeah, it's the, the gem, gem of uh, PP. Um, because and and again, we were talking before about that. People don't realize that actually PP is part of the Krabi province as yes, well. Yes. Um, we won't go into the politics as that. I, I think it's. I mean, I don't think there's much there. I mean, like PP is just part of part of Krabi, you know. But like, I mean, uh, it's it's. It's in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> so it's easy, it's accessible from Phuket as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot, we get tourism from from both places. Boats from both places takes about the same amount of time. This uh, You were talking a little bit about the Sea Gypsy language. How does that differentiate from Thai or is it just too complicated um, C- to... Sea Gypsy is, d- in depending on d- um, which part of the Andaman Sea, Sea Gypsy language came from like Malawi um, or Chawa. Um, people, they're like, m- where's that? Like northern, like Malaysia. So th- we're talking about like ancient civilization a little bit now, mm. um, but like a Mala- Malawian, the, the language is Malawi, like from from like Malay. Yeah, Malay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and and Chawa uh, is like the Java. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so um, ja- so Indonesia. Yeah. So, uh, that's kind of where these gypsies kind of like moved up into the Andaman Sea and they like um, lived on the island. Um, uh, some of them on, on PP actually still use to still speak the language um, and the culture was there and they were, they were moved. Um, yeah. yeah, I heard, well, no, I think everyone <laughs> is aware of that. Like they were living in the caves and uh, no, that, that, that was actually Thai public news where the government came in and started to say, take a hike eventually, like had to move people out. <laughs> Um, um, they've relocated them um, onto different parts of the island. Mm. I mean, they, they're definitely still there. Um, I mean, if you're on PP, if you're staying, you should go definitely check it, check their village out. Um, you can go buy fresh fish and fresh where, uh, squids. Where is it located? Um, it's two different places in Lamtong and like one little village uh, next to Lolana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, there's, they're still chilling there. They're still like... Like fishing. It, what's stuff. the Thai name for sea gypsies? Chao Le. Now I'm wondering because we're, we're living in the generation of snowflakes where you can't say words like retarded and whatnot. Um, are if you use those words like sea gypsy, chao Le, is that derogatory to them or they're that's what they they're comfortable with? No, no, I think that's what they're proud of. Oh, actually, okay. yeah. Um, there's there's. I mean, we can get into it or we don't have to, but sure. Um, their their culture is actually very very interesting. Um, I mean, one of the things that uh they 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 were telling me like when when the tsunami happened was like there's like myth and stories in that comes in song form for Shaolei that actually warns you about the tsunami so they knew um like ha- about it whereas thai people living on the island at the time didn't um they like could predict it coming and, and no like they, they know what happens when the water retreats uh, okay so when that happened the first time again in phuket and that water yeah. retreat no one really understood what was going on yeah like Shaolei did 
Well, again, so if they've been there four or five hundred years, exactly. pro- it's probably happened before. Then. Exactly, and it. and it's passed on. Um. um usually in, in song form. Um, so if you go into a time where like it's Chowle like celebrations, they will like, you know, have this like mini festival where they like take all the fishing boats and like tie them all together, like just outside of PP Bay. Um, and they just celebrate. And yeah, it's, it's a very interesting uh, culture. Actually, you should be a tour guide on PP. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing all wearing all these hats. Were you ever a tour guide or helping out in that sense or just kind of? I mean, I'm, I think I'm a natural tour guide. Okay. <laughs> like I'm just constantly trying to promote. No, no. I mean, I, you know, I love the place like and um, for me, if we're going like slightly back into like what what PP is and it's, you know, we're talking about Maya Bay. Um, there's so many other different gems and pp that like kind of these one day trips don't actually kind of be able to do get you want to share that with the general public though this is what i mean yeah this is what i mean i mean don't worry we have like 300 views <laughs> many people um, um i read in in lonely planet one ac- once actually and they described um pp island as the marilyn monroe of travel destinations because doesn't she die at a young age <laughs> it's <laughs> quite it's sad right right um but this is kind of like where where this whole idea of so many people um, want to go see something that's beautiful, right? And so many people are trying to profit for this from this beauty, mm. um, and it creates like you know problems. It creates um, damage. Um, I'm not not talking about socially, but like you know the environment especially. Um, and so. When we're talking about beautiful places on PP, it's kind of like, mm, should we just not <laughs> bring all these people there? I mean, it's 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 a weird like ledge to stand on because we we also profit from it. Like we're a resort on PP yeah. Island, we want people to come and visit, but like we want people to be able to come and visit. Um, and how do we do it respectfully? Mm-hmm. You know, like how do we do it so that it doesn't have all of this like side effects? And how do we do it so that it doesn't create all of this pollution? You know, which is a which is a topic that's being discussed which is a topic that's um been trying to you know like come up with a situation like what what they're doing with my in maya bay for example like how do we how do we do this responsibly so what would they would just have to like maybe increase the tax on the boats coming in i mean that there's still the tourist tax to when you're paying the ferry to get in yeah. we're paying some sort of tax at that point as well i, I, mean, I, I mean yeah like you can you know, like we can do like it's like a like na- national park, national yeah. park, like any national, national park, park in in Thailand. You're gonna pay uh, nothing as a Thai and two hundred baht as a Farang. But <laughs> there's ways around that. Get a get a Thai girlfriend, um, or just get <laughs> or a le- learn, no. Learn you get a Thai, um, get a uh, Thai driver's license. That that I, I didn't realize you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you're Farang and you get a Thai driver's license, it allow it allow no, it's it's known like you're allowed to go into national parks a little bit, like usually fifty percent off. So if it's two hundred nice. baht, you pay a hundred, um, especially some places up in Kalak and whatnot. Um, if a tourist is visiting PP and they're like they're not doing the day trip to Maya Bay, but they're coming to stay for a couple days in PP, uh, and I'm sure you get a lot of friends that ask you this question as. Uh, I do when people are visiting. Do you have like a one sheet page that you're sending to people like, ah, just do this? Yeah, for sure. Um, like yeah. What, 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 <laughs> what would be the, you know, typical one, two day of, you know, what you should be doing in terms of not just smashing your head off the floor at PP Princess, but, or just raging all night, like I would usually do like a complete degenerate. 
Um, but like, what is the, uh, let's say the excur excursion package that they should be doing, um, you know, over the course of a couple of days? I mean, um, for sure. Like everybody will tell you to go to PPLA. Um, but it, there's, there's more beaches on PPLA than Maya Bay, you know, like, um, Pile Lagoon is stunning. Losama is, is also beautiful. It's, um, kind of like a pier now it is, oh, it is a pier now, but it's still stunning. Um, and I would say like, if you're going to PPLA, like get in the water, like there's no point going there if you don't go get in the water, like snorkeling, diving, whatever, it's stunning. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and then, you know, like if you're, if you're talking about PP Dawn, uh, there's so many places there, like do a hike, go to these viewpoints. There's more than one, you know, go to people, viewpoint three, three viewpoint right? four. Yeah. 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 It's not that far from each other. If you're trying to miss the crowd. Um, go up further, like, you know, put in some effort <laughs> and go to viewpoint three. It's stunning. Yeah, and you can hike right across to the other side as well. Yeah, you can. You uh, can. I've been lost numerous times doing that. I mean, that, if you've never done it, definitely go with a local through those forests. Ah, no. <laughs> just, just, just go a bit earlier and bring water. Go for the yeah, stairs. Yeah, yeah, the yeah go for the stairs. We Don't took the long way around and... Uh, no, you, yeah, you just... It didn't end well. Uh, my last trip to PP, we got COVID as well from PP. Yeah. <laughs> my parents got COVID. And then you got yeah. it. And then yeah. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we've we've had some. Uh, I say that because we've had some people that's been stuck in the jungle before, um, that they had to be kind of like helped and rescued. We've had some people. Yeah, you know. So should do it responsibly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't 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 try to do it at night, basically. But it's not too. It's, it's not too hectic. It's about what forty minutes. Yeah, uh, if you kind of know where you're going, and yeah. what's good is when you get to the other side, you don't need to hike back. You just take a long tail back. Yeah, and it's stunning on the other side as well. Um, another thing is definitely get on the kayak. Like you know, go to Nui Bay, go to Monkey Beach, mm -hmm. um, get in the water there as well. There's a cave in Nui Bay. Yeah, that you can I don't know if try to figure out where it is. <laughs> I don't know if I, I've been to the other side. The, so the the strange part about that other side, not kind of where the hotel. Oh, sorry, what's that side called again? PP Village. PP Village. They have the the nice hotel over there. On the yeah. other side, I've been mucking around yeah, there. But yeah. the you start to see what Thai beaches that are not maintained actually look like. Yeah. And there's garbage everywhere. Now it's not. There's just no one there to clean it. Um. We can talk about that. <laughs> no, I mean, I've seen this. If you go to Koyaonoi, like yeah. go, if you go to like really remote Thai beaches, yeah. there's tons of garbage. Now, it's it's not Thailand's fault. This is just our oceans. Yeah, this is what the ocean is now. This like, is what the ocean is. Um, if you're coming to, I mean, like, let's just say PP. When you're coming to PP in the monsoon, like you'll definitely see it because uh, the way the current changes, um, it takes in all this rubbish from the ocean, just like puts it on your front door yeah. for you to have a look at it. Be like, hey, this is our ocean now. It's um, and it's that like the same every single year, and every single year it's worse. And like we try to like recruit people, we try to like you know do as many beach cleanups as possible. Um, what's in front of us, but you know it's who it's who's responsible to clean it? Like, obviously, you don't have to. Is it the hotels that have that beachfront property that are kind of doing it on? I their mean, own? we d we do it anyways. Yeah. Um, you know, like to obviously because we want to <laughs> it's an, you, it's an, in front of our house we want it to look pretty um we want it to look pretty for our our customers but like within our hotel like we also like recycle we have our own gardens and things like that so we try to like make it our responsibility but um beach beaches in general are like national park land yeah and well i'm assuming then the government that's that's where our the tax dollars should be going towards um next next topic <laughs> knows what's happening but uh no, we there's some there's some projects going on um that they're the government is funding those. Th there, yeah. there are there are 
they are saying that they're doing it. Yeah. Um, like you know, like the water system in PP is getting changed now. Um, hopefully it's gonna be better. Um, and yeah, like there's there's things that they're doing for sure. Yeah, there's some uh, something off camera. I'll talk about later. Of my, I, I've I've been to PP enough. I think I have some insight. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It's gorgeous. You'll love it. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving moving along. Um, so pre COVID, post COVID, now. PP was devastated. So I'll, I'll let you run with that. What happened when COVID hit and what's going on with PP? I mean, it's coming back to life, but I'll just kind of let you run with that. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like it like it happened everywhere. Um, but it was like, it was just a, a shock to our system because PP was rammed. It was just coming out of high season. Like it was like February, March time. Um, and, you know, as soon as it started happening, like we didn't really think it was... Uh, it was real. Um, we kind of live in like this beautiful bubble on PP where like none of the, nothing much on the outside world like really touches us. Cause we're like, we're PP, you know, like we can, we can, we always survive. Like there's always going to be tourists coming here. Even like I said, like even when we don't have to do a lot of things, like tourists will always come to PP, right? And so for the first time we were like, shit. <laughs> um, where, where is everyone? Where is everyone? No. And uh, the, um, the local governing bodies uh, decided um, just out of, of, of around April, I think it was, to shut the whole island completely and um, asked tourists to leave. And obviously there was a, a, a group of people, like a group of Westerners, um, like diving instructors, business owners and stuff who are Westerners that were living on PP as well. Um, so they they couldn't you know, really go anywhere. Um, so they stayed, but, uh, but everybody else had to leave. Um, and like go back to their countries and you know like it was that whole like mayhem um, at the start where they didn't really know what to do with the people that was there they were just trying to like reduce the problem and then uh, they went on and shut the whole island off so there was no boats coming onto PP at, at all ferries or speedboats ferries or speedboats oh, um, and what about cargo too uh, well instead of three cargo boats a week it was reduced to one um, and only a handful of people could like work on the cargo boat and, you know, like it was that thing that set in, like when COVID started happening, which is like the, the fear. Um, and they uh, tried to like manage the problem by, by shutting off the island. Where were you at the time? I was, I was on the island and at the time. And did you kind of stay the entire time? Yeah, yeah, I stayed the entire lockdown. Um, the, the first one anyways. Um, there, there, there was a few after that. That's like April 2020. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the first one, I was there for the whole thing. Um, you know, trying to manage all the hotel customers leaving. And yeah, we went from 80% occupancy to two. <laughs> two, 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 two people. <laughs> to two. And you were one of them. <laughs> to two. Um, to actually literally two rooms. Like we had two rooms. Um, and it was, you know, like uh, people that decided to, you know what, I'm going to ride it out um, and stayed in the resort. Like, thank you to them. Mm -hmm. Um Thanks. <laughs> do, you, do you know their names? Yeah, his name's David Boltz. <laughs> okay. And does he have business there? Was he a long-term stay? No, or? no, he was just a tourist. Oh, and okay. he he ended up staying with us for um, for two two three months, um, trying to ride it out. Mm. Yeah, um, but everybody else had to leave, and so a lot of the business owners on the island, um, you know, like small shops, small restaurants, and whatnot. Um, like I said, like a lot of people that are living on PP aren't from there. And, you know, when the fear sets in, they decided to go home. So PP became um, a ghost island. And I mean, I say that because 
the how how like the street lights work on PP is they're lit it's lit by by businesses not because of there's there's public like lights um, and so when the, all these shops close it was just pitch black at night um, and yeah it was it was completely empty mm. and but w- what kind of made it all right or um, if we're talking about the dis- business sense first of all it was devastating like we had to um, you know, like let go of our staff. We had to figure out whether or not we were going to shut the hotel. We uh, decided not to. Like again, like this came from came from like my parents, like the 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 flight or fight thing that we've always had. It was just like no, like we 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 got to keep going. Um, and shutting off the hotel, like a, a lot of the hotels did close. Um, would I think it would would have been worse for us because. You know, we, we have such a big property and um, the maintaining everything like takes takes work, you know, and we didn't want it to like um, just completely like deteriorate. Yeah, essentially. Exactly. And, and I think I mean, Thai hotel rooms, especially in these island locations, like you need to be running the aircon in them 24 seven. Were you turning off the aircon? Were there any issues like with mold after? Are you allowed to talk about? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, I think a lot of a lot of hotel owners would have gone through this, mm-hmm. um, especially if they're your beachfront. Like, you just get hammered by the weather, you know, and like the weather conditions. Um, it's it takes a toll on everything: the pools, the aircon systems, the gardens, you know, um, water filtration system. Everything is 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 hard work, and so if it's not maintained. Um, it was going to break. Yeah. And uh, so, like, I, f- I felt like we had to we had to kind of keep it running. So we kept on, like, a handful of staff. Um, most of them, actually, that we wanted to keep on because, you know, we were their income, right? Like, it was... That, that was the hardest thing about, about letting letting staff go, I think, was we were just like, what are, what are they going to do, you know? Um, luckily, for, for, for Thailand, I think, during this time is... Um, a lot of people, especially in the South, like their your families have land at home, whether it's like, um, you know, like rice or um, plantations, like rubber plantations, like like you kind of go back to. And so the people that could do that, like went back home and helped out at home um, on their farms. But the people that couldn't, we kept um, and, um, you know, like help us maintain, maintain. The and you had that kind of open communication with them. Like, yeah, ca- yeah. can you go anywhere? Do exactly. you have somewhere to go? And if exactly. you do, like. Yeah, you know, th- your your job's obviously still here, but let's ride this out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. What what percentage of um, like businesses didn't come back? Would you say on PP? Um, uh, probably a lot of the foreign run. Anyone Farang run? I mean, for example, a mutual friend Callum. Yeah. During that time, he had you know his business going with yeah. with Sally as well, and I'm I think I'm pr- I'm probably confident to say it's 50 50. 50, 50. Like fifty percent of people could come back and fifty couldn't. Like it's it's somewhere around there, um, and come back in 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 what way as well? You know, um, a lot of people came back and you know like they they rented half of their what they used to have off and like kept a small part. Um, a lot of people just like just rented it to other people that can afford to rent it. Um, a lot of people came back and carried on doing their thing be- because they had like other businesses they could rely on during COVID times. Um, yeah, so it's it's a mixture. What what up? There's a lot of businesses as you come in and you're rolling to let's say Slinkies is a, 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 a like a, a key spot on the island, right. um, and you're going past the Irish Bar and there's the Thai Boxing Stadium there where people drink 
get you know fight each other. Foreigners fight each other for a bucket of That's liquor. That's closed now. What? All of that's closed. No, no, it's it's open again. It's open again. again. It's open Same again. owners, like they're able, like for example, the 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 Thai uh, bucket boxing bar and mm-hmm. the Irish pub. Same owners, they came back to life. They're yeah. still good to go. Yeah, I mean, um, these are the businesses where um, they were, like the people that own Irish bar and the people that own like reggae bar, for example. They yeah. they've been in PP for probably like as long as my parents have. Okay. Um, and so this is their, it's their land, you know, like as opposed to people that were renting lands from other people that that were the, the main kind of uh, guys that couldn't come back. Um, so if you own the property, it was, I think it was, pro- it's probably the same for them is whether or not it was like flight or fight, like them um, to sell it or to yeah. keep it. But like the cost of keeping it wasn't, wasn't as high as other businesses. So is like banana still there? It's no, but banana, I think banana. <laughs> oh, we, can, we don't know if we can, a- some questions we don't know if we can answer. They didn't survive. Yeah, yeah, but they, 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 Banana Bar shut down before COVID. Oh, yeah. And uh, that little (laughs) bar where the guy sings, it's like below Banana. Yeah. And that guy sits on a stool. Actually, Um, Kong Sayam. Yeah. Uh, He's, he's, during, during COVID, he was actually opening um, another bar in Suratani, I think. And now he's in Koh Samui. I think he's planning to come back, actually. Um, but yeah, like this is what I mean. People had to like survive off off of the yeah. island too, right? And people that could do it, you know, can. So what what is the future for PP? And we were talking off camera about that. Like, is it kind of what's happening in a lot of places like Phuket? It's it seems like Thailand's going through an upgrade. Let's call it from three and a half star to four and a half five star. Is this also transitioning to PP Island as well in terms of like the businesses that are opening up? I would like to think so. Um, and uh, yes, in, in a lot of ways, yes. I mean, a lot of, um, you have to bear in mind as well, like this, this kind of like upgrading is because, um, you're getting investors, um, from like foreign investors coming in to like, um, either buy these properties or help these properties in Thailand and, and elevate it. Mm-hmm. It not, not a lot of it's the original owners because of COVID, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's, um, could be the case for, for PP. Um, I mean, like, I h- I'll happily th- th- say that, like, we ourselves were looking at that um, exit strategy, you know, and, but on PP in general, I think there's like, uh, like a, it's in the air now that we have to like pick ourselves up and be better um, in terms of like the market that we wanted uh, or the one in the future. And you can tell like by the new restaurants um, and the new, yeah, the new types of restaurants that are opening on PP that it's definitely more elevated now, mm-hmm. like, um as opposed to like before, you know, like all these plastic chairs, like sitting in the street, people are, are starting to want to want to have this, you know, like this new crowd um, there. And it would, I would say the same with the hotels as well. Like for us, for sure. Like we're trying to, it's hard, hey, trying to upgrade from two years of no income. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I know but, you're going to need a couple of years to, that's why yeah, I always thought PP probably still needs a couple, needs yeah, another it, two yeah. to come back and then it's going to boom again. Do yeah. you, are you seeing the, the, the you know, Singa shirts, uh, jungle elephant pants and buckets of, you know, uh, you know, full moon party buckets. Is that crowd, the backpacker crowd coming back or is that kind of disappeared a little bit? Um, they are definitely coming back to BP. Like, this is the thing, like, uh, when the, um, the restrictions kind of like lessen a little bit, even when the country was opening a little bit, there was already people in PP because it's, it's PP, mm-hmm. you know? 
<laughs> and but like the types of tourists for sure are are they're this they're still the same age group like in terms of market they're still the same age group but um but less so the backpacker type you know like more just on holiday um they're not traveling all the way through southeast asia anymore they're just coming there like you know partying and then going home they're more mature than i was <laughs> so um, they're like yeah, I but but I mean, they're, they're, it's not gone. You know that 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 crowd is not <laughs> gone. There's still like um, hostels and and guest houses that are are wanting to come back and and rebuild. So and like provide like a place um, for for this for this market. Um, but will it go back to being completely the same? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Are you, are you seeing like at night? Like when I was there at nighttime, basically the way PPI found work was. Uh, by three o'clock or even one p.m., like you get the boat tours, you're drinking all day, you yeah. get off, you're coming back at five, and you kind of keep partying till about uh, one in the morning because the music turns off around yeah. twelve. What time is it officially? One, yeah. one o'clock. They turn it off, which is great for PP and and for me personally because then you kind of get to bed around two instead of Phuket. I don't know, fucking seven. Um, <laughs> if yeah. you're out in Patong and some bar that you know the the lights never come on. Um, are, is, are you still seeing like that type of inflow of tourists where they're out at slinkies, they're still doing the buckets, they're still partying, they're part of the, you know, the pool parties are coming back to life or is it kind of like that energy still down 50%? I mean, during just coming off of COVID, um, the market was definitely more like families and expats living in Phuket now. So, and for us, like we had this, like, um, in the hotel, we had like this group this mixture between like these families, these expats, and then like these like kids <laughs> okay. coming coming to party. Um, but like in terms of the attractions and the fire shows and stuff on the beach, it's it's a mixture of both. It's a mixture of both. And um, whereas before, like you'd never see a family with strollers on PP, like never. You know, mm. um, it was just it was just kids everywhere, and you're kind of like um, we're seeing that a little bit more now. Um, what we're seeing as well is like long stays on PP, like you know, like people that work remotely, which is like the byproduct of COVID, right? Um, and they're staying on the island for like, you know, two, three months. And it's like, it's part of our thing. Like we, we have monthly rates now um, in the hotel, which we never used to, um, to support this, this group. And they're a little bit more mature. You know, they're, they, they have European money in PP mm -hmm. um, or like, you know, American, whatever, like where wherever their head office is um, and they're staying there and they're spending, they're willing to spend more money there. And I think that's definitely going to be more of a thing. Um, we're seeing more and more of those every day. Like um, at the moment, like 10% occupancy in our hotel is digital nomads. So before, okay. So before uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about the, how PP is changing from this party vibe to maybe that in between family kind of, let's call it like a, like a weekend away type of place now, especially for people living in Phuket and Bangkok. Before we talk about that, um, what is your knowledge on Monkey Island and like that, that story of the transition of when the alpha, the alpha monkey changed and two people were killed, weren't they? I, what? You didn't know about that? No. Like five years ago. No, no? I didn't know uh, about that. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know about Monkey Beach and I know about Monkey like Beach, why, yeah. why, um, why they're there. Like okay. the monkeys on the um, on PP, these what are they called? There's what's the type of monkey called? That the the maca macaques. The the Cacks. ones that are there. Macaques, macaques. And they're the ones that, that are at the top of Monkey Hill. Well, they're assholes. This is, uh, there's there's two there's two monkey beaches. The okay. the, the 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 main one. 
The one Maybe. right off, like, kind of where the, the ferry pier? is. Yeah, yeah that, that was that used to be called Ao Samhat because it was th- three little beaches. Um, it never used to be called Monkey Bay before. And it's not now Monkey Bay because, you know, these tour gra- these tour trips um, start calling it that because there's monkeys there. Um, not its original name. Okay. Fun fact. <laughs> but, um, but like, the, mon- the m- macaques, uh, like I said before, like, um, PP used to be coconut plantations. And that's how, like, the coconut planters used to, get the coconuts down was like from these monkeys right and so like that's how they kind of like came onto pp um breaded and became wild monkeys and and yeah they for a very long time they were living off tourism you know um, the monkeys the monkeys just because, getting yeah because um they were what's how can how can i say that they were not told that the, that they couldn't feed them so they they fed them and, um, you know, like for entertainment, like throw them a piece of candy or like, you know, like Cokes, like watching them opening a bottle, things like that. And it became a s- to a point where they were like waiting, you know, for, for tourists to come in order to like get their feed of the day. Um, and I think that's, you know, like obviously that's causing um, them to be a little bit like more aggressive, um, you know, so more used to humans, things like oh, that. We didn't, but we didn't like get one of those monkeys on this podcast. What, what, what happened to the monkeys after the, like, the? so you're you're still on the island during COVID and, and now the tourists aren't there. Did the monkeys come into the town? <laughs> yeah, there's a monkey problem at the moment. Really? Yeah, like if you ask a lot of the locals living on the mountains, there's al- they've always got a monkey story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you have a monkey story? I do have a monkey story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like there's this problem. There's this. Yeah, there's also a cat issue. But I mean, the cat's not so much of an issue because they're like, they're you know, they just they're there to keep away the rats. Yeah, which is normal. Which is fine. Like I haven't have a problem with that. And they're and um and every now and again you see like really big Burmese pythons, you know, fuck (laughs) in the drains because they're probably just eating the cats. I mean, I don't know if that's <laughs> scary for people. Like, it's uh, not often, no, no, no. you know, but you, you see that. And um, the monkey problem is we have one, like, we have a big banyan tree uh, just, well. This no, is your we, monkey we have, story. Yeah, this is my monkey okay, story. Okay, so timestamp monkey, monkey story. <laughs> Sorry. No, we, have a, we have a restaurant. No, the tree's not next. We have a restaurant underneath the banyan tree. And, um, and he's just up there chilling. Uh, every now and again, he comes up there. And like as soon as the food comes out, he's there onto the table, just grabbing everything, grabs a coconut and goes back up. And so the customers that have paid for this food don't get to eat it. You know, so it's a real monkey problem. Gee, is it just one asshole doing that? There's, there used to be a couple, but there's just there's this one guy, man, and he's just... And you can't get rid of them? And he's just boss. Yeah, I mean, like the National Park does a really good job at like, you know, taking them back up. Um but but yeah, like you have to. There's a whole system you can report it to the national park. They yeah, can help yeah. You. People like, do you think these monkeys are cute? They will fucking rip your arm off. If like I I went to the pier with my sticky rice and chicken. You're gone. And he literally just came and just took it out of my hands. And yeah. but like, don't feed the monkeys, guys. Don't go near them either. The, I mean, you don't know if they have diseases. They scratch you. They think it's all cute until a monkey rips your finger off. Um, yeah, it's nice when you get the photo of them on the shoulder, but then like no, it's you know. I don't every, every time I've been not, on those those day trip boats, and everyone's like, "Yeah, let's go on the beach." I'm like, "I'm gonna keep drinking on this boat. You go to that beach." Yeah, they're they're super dangerous, but that yeah, that was the story where I think it was four years ago at that Monkey Island, the tour guides weren't bringing people there because there was a transition between the alphas or something, in which the one of the monkeys like threw the alpha male off the monkey cliff. Killed it, and there was like this 
transition of who's going to become the alpha. They're like, yeah, we can't go there because there's like some weird monkey politics going on. Wow, I did not. Where did you get this story? This would have this been like 2017-ish. There was uh -huh. like, apparently there's like three months where like they wouldn't go there because they're like, th there was just too much monkey dominance going on. So, wow. Yeah. I, mean, I, I still, I don't go I'm near that. I'm not surprised. I'm yeah. Not surprised. So now the monkeys have, the tour guides are coming back. The monkeys are, you know, happily going back to their monkey island or monkey cove um <laughs> this will be a great uh instagram reel later um the monkeys are going back to their monkey cove and what were they doing during covid were they all over the island where you guys were living or have they slowly retreated back besides the one asshole living in your in the tree in the tree <laughs> no no um d during covid they they definitely came down like like try to scavenge um, whatever they could because tourists weren't going there to feed them anymore. So they came from the other side of the island. They were just like roaming in the markets. Mm. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. And um, I mean, like this is, you know, like you see, you see this problem, you know, not just in PP, mm. obviously, you know, because we feed them, right? Well, that's, so that's, I, I still don't know why the monkeys are up at Monkey Hill in, in Phuket. Would that be the same reason they kind of, they were there for coconuts. Like, why are they all... I know why they, they can't come down. It's because they put a bunch of dogs at the bottom. Right, right. So, like, when the monkeys try to come down, those dogs just keep them up there. <laughs> but uh, maybe it's the same story. Um, have you heard this story? Actually, this story was told on Rogan where there was a problem with the cats because... It, and it's a disease. Do you remember the name of the disease? Macaulay Culkin came on the island and got... Do you remember when Macaulay Culkin was on the island? And he came to film a movie. And yeah, he was, yeah, he was staying with us. Oh, yeah. he's, okay. So, and Macaulay called Home Alone. Um, and he made a movie based on some drunk lunatic that lived on Phuket. Yeah. Can you talk about that story? It just came which, to my mind. Which, which one? Both the Macaulay Culkin and the drunk lunatic. <laughs> uh, like, I, I, I signed some papers <laughs> oh, about, about the movie. Oh, you can't um, talk. But, but I, but like, you know, they, they're super chilled, the film crew. Um, they were staying with us. They were, um, you, the, I didn't actually. I feel really bad now. I didn't actually finish that movie. I didn't <laughs> watch it from beginning. Oh, it's to probably end. terrible. I mean, I mean, come on. It's, hey, it's, Seth it's, Seth Green is a really really nice guy. Was he in it too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's he wrote it. He wrote it. I can't, produced, isn't it, it, it? I thought it was based on some drunk NPP. That's a Callum told me. Um, some some guy that w went around a with glasses. There's a, a character based on it, which is with the bunny ears. Yes. Um. This is going to be bad, but I don't remember his real name, but we have a nickname for him. We call him Singer. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Shout That's out to Singer. Okay. Um, <laughs> is he going to be watching this? I don't know, bro. He might be pissed at me. Uh, anyways, whatever. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, yeah, it was, it was, the the story was based on a couple of guys coming to Thailand after um, they broke, he broke up with his, I'm, I'm not really sure. They broke yeah. up. There was like a, there, there took a trip to PP basically and like discovered this like pirate like way of living um and that's kind of what the movie was Lucy about and like you know when they were living um and filming on the island um they were obsessed with the cats like I remember the the closing parties they, they were even we were um, showing different uh like slides of pictures of cats on the island um and there was like a whole competition about who can take pictures of the cutest cat it was cute yeah and then See, I'm going to look that up. That's the best part about a podcast. We can look it up on my phone. I just, I just don't, it's called like Oxmosis Plasmos or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you like know the, the exact name? No, but I'm I know, that, I know like, that there's a cat problem on PP. I'll just write in cat piss disease. Um, 
uh, during during COVID, there was more cats on PP than there was humans. One hundred percent. Tox like toxmosis plas plasmosis toxmo. Toxoplasmosis, boom. That's almost as hard as to say as my last name. Yeah, I've already forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> um, cha cha. Oh fuck. Yeah, I got I got that on the one take. That's that's good for me now. Um, so toxmosis plasmosis. I think I got it. Uh, Macaulay Culkin got that because jo Joe Rogan talked to Macaulay Culkin when Macaulay Culkin was on Rogan's po podcast about that, and he said it was like mono, but it's something to do with like, um. The rats and the cat piss. It's like the, the 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 rats are shitting and then the cats are coming towards the rats, but they're actually getting it from some sort of like bacteria or uh, parasite from the rats that sped, spread to the cats. And then all these people on the island of PP go around, they're all petting these cats. And I tell all my friends, I'm like, stay, stay away from the cats because you don't want to get this disease because this happened. And usually I, I end up telling people on the ferry on the way over there after a couple of beers. And then they're like, okay, I won't touch a cat. And then you'll see them drunk two hours later playing with the cats. I'm like, I fucking told you. Don't yeah. touch. So there's, there's a cat issue on, on PP. It's but, interesting. But you need the, see, you, it's like in the ancient, or like when boats were sailing from, you know, around the yeah. world. You need the cats on the boats or these like these islands because it keeps away the rats. I mean, actually, the, the reason why um, there's so many cats on PP is because initially like PP is a Muslim island and they weren't um, back in the day, they weren't allowed dogs. Like people weren't allowed to bring dogs onto the island. Um, and so cats became a thing. And then, you know, like, like I said, like because a lot of the people that are living on PP aren't from there, um, when they're not there, you know, like the cats are like breeding and it just turned into like an overpopulation problem. Um, and then, yeah, obviously like these things like diseases and like, um you er, and every now and again you see like cats walking around they've got like half a tail yeah and like one eye <laughs> what's that from um i think it's just like bad breeding right okay. like, i mean i know the funny tales from bad breeding that's like you know when they get it on with their cousins or something well yeah you'll see the dogs they get uh usually the dogs with that are in uh inbred they get these weird their eyes go a bit funny yeah, and yeah. they get these underbites yeah that, like, that, 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 that is that an happens, inbred that dog. happens with the cats on pee pee you'll see one there she's like drooling um, and you see, you'll see some foreigners here too that look. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> Han, Hans for sure. No, um, and there's an organization in in Lanta that comes and helps us with that. So what are they? They're cleaning up the cats. Uh, yeah, with um, well, they're taking back some of them back to Lanta, treat them. They're they're nipping them, um, so that the, they control the overpopulation on the island. Uh, so that's why they have a Chinese restaurant when you enter. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. No, I don't um, think there is. And. Um, during COVID, uh, a lot of the people that have cats on the island, they, um, they couldn't take it home or they didn't take it home. Um, and because we like, you know, we feel bad for them. We feed, we fed them during COVID. There were 64 cats in princess in the hotel Shit. alone. Do you name them all? And then like, how, you know? <laughs> and then like, we turned around again and they were, and all of a sudden there was all these cats. And then I spoke to the ladies in the market and they were like, yeah, yeah, they, they went and put it there because you guys feed them and i'm like yeah but that doesn't mean that oh <laughs> uh, yeah and so we had to get the organization to come down and help us with that as well Jeez. Um, 
Right. And what about um for the for the dog? What I you don't really notice any wild dogs running around PP. Yeah, yeah, because um it's, it's a it's a because Muslim, of that because of oh, that okay. it's a Muslim. But so island. is Phuket. I guess that's the one thing I notice in Phuket. You can tell when you're in the, a Muslim area yeah. and like a Buddhist area. Yeah. If there's dogs, it's most likely yeah uh, it's going to be non non Muslim as well. Yeah. Um. So there's there's no dogs at all on the island. Um. There's there's people with dogs like not they're not strays. You don't get stray dogs on PP. No. Um, so all the dogs have owners. They like brought them over. They like look after them. Yeah. Or there's Russians left them there or something like that. Y yeah. I mean like then they don't. Yeah. We see them here all the time. Like in front of my, uh, in front of my place, like there's always like a new dog once a year or every six months that just like, I, cause I'm like, I'm like a dog whisperer. So like <laughs> I'm out with those dogs all the time and there's always a new one and like, I feel bad for it. So I know the pack here and like, I slowly will introduce them. And then, like, otherwise, they will try to kill it. Like, there's a little, like, sketchy yeah. one out there now. And, like, I'm friends with the dogs next door. Robert. Shout yeah. out, Robert. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I have to, like, be like, no, this dog's cool. Like, I like him. And then if I pet him in front of them, they, like, will accept him. It's so strange. But, like, if not, like, they can't even come in certain areas. Like, seven of them will go out and attack them. And you feel yeah. bad because it's, like... This new dog's been dropped off and like, you know, he just wants to chill. And the cool part about Surin Beach is this has nothing to do with people. I love I love how we're talking about cats and dogs. <laughs> it's it's great. The best part about Surin Beach is actually it's a very well, don't do it. It's one of the best spots to drop your dogs off because all the food stands are out there and they just feed them all the food they don't sell. So these dogs are fat little piggies around here, like it's mad that they just dropped them off like that, though. Well, they get to, those dog. The dogs that live here have the best life, as yeah, long as fair. they get into it and they get accepted and they don't yeah. get fucked up. Yeah, socially, um, it's like a thing, yeah. right? Okay, so okay. we're almost we're almost gonna wrap it up. I think we're about to because we're at a, getting close to a, an hour and a half. Uh, Hans, do you have any questions? No, no, I'm good. Okay, so if we're and we'll we'll go back to that last topic we discussed af after I came back from the bathroom. Hans is probably gonna cut that takeout. I went to the bathroom, anyways. Um, the PP kind of transitioning from like raging partying, full moon type of vibe of those backpackers into this, you know, more weekend getaway. What's happening now? If I went to PP this weekend, what could I expect to see? What's the There's, vibe like? This is what I mean. Like it's it's halfway. There's a bit of both okay. at the moment. I think um, one of the reasons is to do with the fact that, um you know, like when you're talking about this weekend getaways or um, like families, they're trying to beat the the backpacker crowd they're like oh pp is stunning at the moment the backpackers aren't fully back yet so let's go have a look at it before it before it goes crazy again mm -hmm. um and when they get there actually now there's better restaurants there's better places to visit um and like hopefully that becomes a thing you know like that's for, for us anyways and i think i can say this for um you know a lot of people living on the island that that's like the the our goal like we want that market because it will like help everyone, right? They, they, got they spend more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> essentially. And and then also it helps you upgrade your business. Which, you know, everybody should, uh, when I say should, like I don't think everybody agrees with me on the island. I, I can't speak for everyone actually. Yeah, oh, but I mean, for me, yeah. for, for me, that's how I, I feel like the, the island should develop. I feel like that's the direction that we should be going in. Um, but you can, you still do, like when you go to PP, like for example, like you say this weekend, you'll still get, get that crowd. You can still go to a party. I am that crowd. <laughs> you can still, <laughs> you'll be able to find that, but there's, it's like a small section now. It doesn't take over the whole island anymore. Like um, walking through the, the island at night, you don't get like, you know, bumped into like this 
crowd of guys like with buckets you don't fully get that anymore that are um, specifically from the uk yeah <laughs> you know they're kind of like in the bars or like the few that are that are left yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's uh, well that was my favorite part of pp so anyway. well i mean like like i said you can still go to those bars man like what do you have any uh, shout out recommend re- uh, restaurant recommendations? Because I found when I was going to PP pre COVID, it was all it, the food was. Um, it was hard to find a decent spot. Yeah, and like this is what I mean. Like this is where we're starting to see the difference first. Is like you know I blinked, turn around, and all these nice restaurants were coming up, and they're like trying to upgrade themselves. The prices are nicer. Mm-hmm. Um, the coffees are are great. It, it was str- we were struggled to find a really yeah, good coffee very house. Um, and yeah, so like Patchery Bakery, um, the guy's called Playing. He's a legend. He actually studied um, culinary in in Melbourne. So so he's like you know baking everything himself. He's like bringing like all of this good coffee in. Um, like um, Aqua Atom, um, both really good restaurants with like Western options. Um, yeah, and are, are these people are they new to the island or are they just kind of re structured their their yes, format restructured okay um i mean I, I can speak for playing that he was one of the only restaurants in the market that stayed open during covid okay. um and and his family is friends with my family like like grew up on the island as well sorry what's it called his um Pachery. and where can people find him on the island it's um on the main street uh by uh by the pier by the pier so you get off the yeah. pier turn right yeah, yeah. And then it's on that street. Yeah, it's on that past street. Past the scuba diving places? Or? Right next to it. Oh, yeah, because uh, even uh, pre-COVID, there was a lot of nice restaurants starting to pop up yeah. there. Um, yeah. And then they kind of build that shopping mall part. I feel bad for that. It, like, just opened, and it probably... Yeah, it, it's, is it coming still, to life? It's still or? empty. still empty. It's still empty. So what... Uh, before we wrap it up, what actually survived during COVID? Like, if I remember correctly, it was only the Seven Eleven by the pier. And did Burger yeah. is Burger King still there? Burger King came back. Um, yes. like I mean, Burger King. <laughs> that's I like that. That's the hangover cure on the ferry the way home back. Burger to King and McDonald's closed um, during COVID, and they like they were you know they were able to close. They were able to come back. Um, a lot of the on on that main strip. Um, we, if you go there like today, uh, on the pier side, it's all been taken off. And um, I think, like, I can't say for sure, but um, there's, like, going to be, like, a, a new development there, um, new buildings. I want to say it's central. Like, uh, there's a rumor. I wish I knew, like, the exact central. person. But um, they, there's, it's like a, um, sorry, it's, I can't think of the word. It's, it, it's of, of the new plaza. The pl- it's um, new real estate coming in. Okay. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Sorry. Um, new li- real estate coming in. And they're going to, like, divide the shops up. But I think it's going to all be, like, pre-organized. Like, it's probably, if I was to guess, it's going to be probably, like, a Starbucks in there somewhere. Okay. Um, so that's kind of the direction that By the Pier Road is, is doing. And that's after COVID. And during COVID in the market, everybody went home. Yeah. L- like, empty. Empty market. Like, nothing nothing was left apart from apart from playing Patri Place. 7-Eleven. 1-7-Eleven. 1-7-Eleven that was only restocked on Wednesdays. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's the reason why, like, I didn't go at all. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's it's wide, widely open, and, like, even before, like, you needed vaccines and all that stuff. Yeah. Now it's great. They just... Uh, yeah. Um, what about the... And this is just a personal question. The ferry schedule, is that back to normal? Do we trust online, or uh, where are we going to get that information of the actual ferry schedule? It's okay to go online and check now? Yeah, it's okay to go online and check now. If you're... Um, 
you know, talking to a resort, for example, if you're talking with us, we'll just send it to you um, or we'll do the bookings for you. And there's both options, ferries and speedboats. Um, ferries at the moment from Phuket is twice twice a day and speedboat is like almost every hour. That's perfect. And the Krabi is the same. Mm. Um, but like the schedules do change almost every month. Because um, I guess like th- in the past couple of months, we were just adjusting to this new crowd. So that's why it was changing o- so often. Um, yeah. Now I think it's it's pretty much almost yeah. stable. That's just, that's Thailand. Everything changes every day. So. Right. But right <laughs> now this is what it is. Yeah. Um, are there, are there, uh, ferries to Lanta from PP right now or no? Um, I don't think so. Not I yet. know that there's uh, ferries, well, say ferries, um, speedboats to Riley oh. from PP. But the ferry, the big ferry is not running to Riley. Uh, not to Riley, no. I, the, Maybe the speedboats are. Yeah, Aonang. Okay. Yeah, but you can go from, um, yeah, to Aonang, to Krabi. Okay, that's because uh, we, we were thinking about going maybe this weekend. But I, I have a feeling it's going to rain for like, a, it looks like a week. I mean, it's a funny time to go to PP, hey? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I would always recommend, like, you know, not stormy seasons because those ferries and speedboats oh, in, in the in the waves could, like, take a toll. Um, so, like, just wait for a good day. Like, usually if it's not nice to travel, they'll send a warning out to the to the ferries so you can contact them and be like, hey, um, are the boats leaving today? Like, is it okay to travel? And they'll just tell you the truth. They'll say yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but, like, but, like, they do... <laughs> They're never going to say no. Well, no. there's, there's actually been a couple of... Um, a couple of weeks ago, actually, they had to stop the speedboats from running because the waves were too big. Yeah. But the ferries will still run. Yeah, well, you, you said a cargo ship sank, but we won't we won't go into the details of that. I mean, to be honest, every low season something sinks. something happens, something sinks. Because yeah, it's there was a Chinese boat. I think oh, that was maybe pre-COVID. Yeah, that, that was that was pre-COVID. crazy though. I that think like two hundred people died. I don't know. Oh, wait, I'm over exaggerating. That's yeah. probably like ten. But yeah. Okay. But um, well, let's wrap wrap it up. Uh, we're, this is your camera here. Oh, the mic. I wasn't even, I was like I'm, half I was asleep. starting to slouch. I was slouching at the end there. It's probably not going to look great. Um, so this is your camera over here. If you can just let all our nine viewers know where to find you. Where to find me? Uh, like in terms of uh, your, your, your personal Instagram or also PP Princess um, to get more information, just... Uh, shoot away to that that camera right there okay um so if you guys want to come to pp uh and want to stay at pp princess you can always check us out on instagram um pp princess resort and facebook also pp princess resort and our website is ppprincessresort.com um you can do all online bookings there if you have any inquiries just give us a shout out on facebook um if you want to follow me it's pim.taechara on instagram yeah and you can ask her Anything and you can ask me <laughs> any, any questions PP related. Perfect. I yeah. mean, or, or not, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, know. Watch <laughs> out. Don't worry. There's only nine people, so you'll only get one from <laughs> us. Um, I think that, yep, that pretty much wraps it up. And w- thanks a lot for joining us. Thank I never, you th- for I never me. thank the guests after. That could be the oh, first time. Do, really? do I? Yeah, you do. I get, I get a little Friended. lost at the end. I know, I'm terrible. <laughs> All right, we're out. No, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> That was weird having you in my ear the whole time.